I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the filibuster. So grab your telephone book. And let's get civical. Everybody. Oh man, the choices the, that you make when I talk about the audio. It's always, <laughs> it's always. You remember the one where you, I forget? Maybe it was last week, two weeks ago, where you screamed, "Hey, everybody!" Hello, Arden. How are you? I'm so good. I'm really good. We're okay. recording this before Thanksgiving. We are. I'm super excited for Thanksgiving. I'm very hungry. 
I well, it's because you didn't eat breakfast. Shut up. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> no, I have a very difficult time being a person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being yeah. an adult. Yep. But we are recording this before Thanksgiving, but this will come out after Thanksgiving. So I hope you all ate a lot and drank a lot and, yep. you know, whatever it is you do to celebrate, celebrate the holiday. Or not. That's right. also fine. Yep. But today we're talking about something that has been a real big buzzword, mm-hmm. big, big buzz yep. around this, this term phrase action item, mm-hmm. the filibuster. Yep. You're going to, we're going to, so we're going to, we're going to. F- Fill up our busters on this episode today. Vroom, vroom. The only... Oh, man. I hate your improv. (laughs) Vroom, vroom. It's like producer Kate. I know. Kate is (laughs) on the ground laughing at Arden's vroom, vroom. (laughs) The filibuster. Vroom, vroom. (laughs) Oh, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, The only... My, like... My only... Education on the filibuster mm-hmm. happened in the documentary film Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yeah. Which is not actually a documentary, but it should be. It should Very be. Very good film. Very strong film. I watched it in middle school, and that is the only thing I know about the filibuster is from Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Or the only the only thing, the only education I felt I got on the filibuster was yeah. you just talk until you can't. You have to stand and yeah. stop talking and... You can't leave. You can't leave. You can't leave. And he didn't leave. No, and he, he and he got it. Yeah. Oh, such a good he film. He threw papers and then he, he won. He threw the papers. He threw the papers and then fainted? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He fainted. Spoiler, People were like, he oh, he really cares. He fainted. Yeah. 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 He, he has gumption. Yeah. So we're talking about the filibuster today, but let's start with my favorite thing in the world, the herstory of it. I love this first. I love this first point. It's mm, a good one for you. The word filibuster comes from... A quote, Dutch word meaning pirate. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why is it always about the pirates? Uh, Man, they just, I feel so bad. They must have been really traumatized by the pirates. Who hurt them? They hurt them. (laughs) They took their gold and their rum all the time. Jeez Louise. It's... you know, it's it's interesting to see themes and motifs just yeah. sort of like travel through the major documents and the major um, structural elements of this country. But I really never thought that pirates would be the overarching theme of the birth of this nation right, and right, how it right. functions. But here we are yet again in the face of piracy. of piracy. It's also just like they knew we would come along one day and make a podcast. And they were like, you know what? Thematic. Thematically, yeah, we need to throw them a bone. Here. We need yeah. to make sure that they have something to sort of vamp off of. Right. And what better vamping than pirates really it, 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 it's so silly you know and it's not fair to them because i'm sure i'm sure that the pirates were very scary very scary you know they i'm sure they cannons. were very threatening can swords yep uh uh disease yep again scurvy scurvy yeah back. i don't i don't know i gotta i gotta do some education on on pirates because i really can only think about like the images of like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's the only image the of Pirates. Yeah, like so stereotypical. I'm like, were they really like what was scary about them? Like, did nobody else have swords? Like 
Was it the parrots? Were those right, too like, frightening? Why? I just feel like back the in the day, you know what pirates have? They have swords and they have, and sure they have numbers and they maybe have cannons or whatever. Numbers? Numbers, like like people. People. Like, like, oh, like I a see, lot of, I see, I see. You know, Not like two, They 14. have They okay. have mathematics. <laughs> At their disposal. But no, they have like the things that are scary about them. They have swords. They're, they're good at sword fighting, whatever, whatever. Right. It's like, so so why don't you get swords? <laughs> this <laughs> Do is you know a what solvable I'm problem. If I'm you. going out to sea and it's 1784, right? Right. And pirates are abound. I'm not going without some swords. Yes. And some cannons. That's easy to find. Easy to find. And some black sails. Sure. I mean, sure. Yeah. Make yourself the pirate ship. Right. right. But I'm just, I'm so curious. I'm like, you know, you know, there's nothing. I mean, I don't know. Somebody call me. What was surprising about the pirates that we weren't prepared for yeah. every time we encountered them? It's not like they could evolve that much. Right. It's 1784. You really can only go from swords to cannons to maybe a musket. Yeah. But are the pirates going to take muskets on the sea? Very wet. Oh, very wet. Gunpowder is dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, I just, I don't know. I'm not trying to discount how scary the pirates were. I'm just trying to be like, why didn't we evolve alongside the pirates? Right. Like, if you're out on a fishing mission, bring some swords. Like, what are you doing? Bring some swords. Get yourself a Branzino and then get back on the thing and shoot them cannons off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody call me who knows more about pirates. Like, talk to me about why they were so scary and what made them... Like, why we couldn't... It's just, like, the lawlessness. Like, they don't obey any... They're just criminals, totally. right? Like, which is fine, but also scary. it's like at the end of the day, what they can do to you, which is like, what, board your ship, kill you, and take your, you know, take your stuff. Very minimal. You know, you can you can do that same thing to them. Sure. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, it's not, I'm not saying, like, I should be a captain of a ship, but, like, I would have made some calls. Yeah. I would have made some changes. Ship to shore. I mean, I'm like, if we're going to sea, we're going to go prepared yep. to, to meet them head on you got swords i got swords you got cannons i got cannons you got cannons i got cannons what next what else you got hmm? Hmm? you got scurvy i can get scurvy give me 24 hours <laughs> i don't know all that to say that's the first fact <laughs> the word filibuster comes from pirate. yeah is is comes from the dutch word of all i'm like dutch yeah who's speaking dutch that is a weird one dutch is a is an I feel uncommon like- it's not, yeah, we're usually Country like French words, maybe from. Italian, but like, I yeah. love how they were probably just at it. They're like, okay, we've used all the French words. <laughs> Let's expand. Who, who knows another language? Uh, 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 Ronald, what do you speak? Dutch? You speak Dutch? Give me a word. <laughs> Filibuster? Sure. What's that mean? Pirate? Oh God, don't get me started. You know? <laughs> and that's how we came up with filibuster. That's my, that's my imaginary thing for filibuster. I love anyway. it. Anyways. Okay. Second only to your uh, imaginary thing for the cabinets. <laughs> this reminds me of my uh, my cabinets. <laughs> so, like all of you here in this room, I just feel like, am I in my kitchen? <laughs> Where are my pots? You <laughs> know. Oh, I uh, love uh, I love pretending to know why they chose what they chose, and know. you know, maybe it was, maybe it was. We're like, who knows a word? Filibuster. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Sounds sure. official. Sure. Okay. 
So the filibuster became popular in the 1850s when it became popular for senators to hold the floor in order to block a vote. Love. 1850s. What a rot time. We're near the Civil War, around the Civil War, in the Civil War. I understand why we are trying to trying to be disruptive yeah in the senate it now refers to the filibuster now refers to quote any attempt to block or delay senate action on a bill or other matter by debating it at length by offering numerous numerous procedural motions or by any other delay or obstructive actions so literally anytime you're acting up and lashing out and this, yeah, that is a that is a filibuster in the Senate. Yeah, you're 100%. just like you're literally just like you're you're being you're being annoying. Yep, you're being a little witch with a B. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> and I'm by little witch with a B. I mean the filibuster. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm tired. Okay, here we go. The funny part of that was is that you said little witch with a B, and I didn't think of the word B I T C H. My thank mind you for spelling to- it out and not <laughs> saying the curse word because uh, you know we never curse on this show. Never family friendly show. I pictured in my mind's eye a cartoon witch holding a B, B witch with with a B around her. Sure, that's very pure of you. <laughs> it's like when you thought, "See you next Wednesday." was see you next tuesday <laughs> you're like oh she's a real see you next wednesday <laughs> oh, and uh God. and honestly it's stuck it's listen stuck. when i fall i fall hard you do fall, you do fall far I fall. <laughs> it's, it's a true it is a grand canyon of a yeah, fall it's always really surprising and i love it so much as somebody who can't read i i often like when you fall <laughs> And literally, literally, I was just reading that thing and I and I stumbled right before procedural and both producer Kate and Arden went, you got it. Yes. <laughs> you just gave me a nod of that is the word. Yes. Good. And that's the reality that I live in. OK, words look different when you're looking at them than when you sound them. I know the word procedural, but on the page, there's a lot of s- letters. <laughs> like, man. Anyways. OK. We're still talking about the filibuster. Nobody panic. Okay. So when Congress was first starting, members of the House of Representatives, as well as senators, could filibuster. But because the number of members in the House continued to rise with the growing population, revisions were made to the House rules to limit debate in order to get things to move along. Because, like, literally, now we have 400-plus members of the House. Imagine if they could all filibuster in the way they can in the Senate. Too much. But the Senate was smaller, and so unlimited debate continued on the grounds that any senator should have the right to speak as long as necessary on any issue. Yeah. Should they? Do you think? I know. I know. I know. They should. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Stop fighting with me. I just, the filibuster has been used to stop a lot of good stuff. It's also been used to stop a lot of bad stuff. So I'm always like, I get it. I get why people don't want it. But I'm also like. Look, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah. Really worthy. Mm-hmm. If it was all like that, it would be great. Um, so uh, in uh, Sarah Binder, who is a political science professor from George Washington University. Oh, my God. Shout out to Sarah. I know. And a senior fellow at Brookings. She went and testified before Congress. And the whole testimony is basically her giving them a history lesson. I it's love It's actually that. really great. And she told the committee that some of the preconceptions or lore that we have around the filibuster are basically 
wrong. I love that. She's uh, like, what we've been doing? Guys, not based on anything. Inaccurate. So inaccurate. That totally holds up. Like, I feel like half the shit we're doing, the founding fathers were like, wait, what? That's what you no. took that to mean? Absolutely Whoa. not. Sorry. No. <laughs> There's been some wires crossed here. <laughs> so, for example, the House and Senate rule books in 1789 were basically identical. Like, they functioned in the same way. They abided by the same rules. And this, these are uh, quotes from her. So, quote, both rule books included what is known as previous question motion. Mm. The House kept their motion, and today it empowers a simple majority to cut off debate. The Senate no longer has that rule on the books. So they used to like not have a filibuster. Right. And then they got rid of this rule. Okay. And kind of by default, now they have a filibuster because, because they got rid of no rule. The, the rule. Right. Right. Which is why it's different for the House and Senate because the House still has this rule. Mm-hmm. So they can be like, stop talking. Right. Stop talking. I don't want to hear you. We're done. Anymore. We study. are D-O-N-E done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So then in a different part of the testimony, she goes on to say, basically, it's all Aaron Burr's fault. Well, sure. All roads lead to Aaron Burr. Mm-hmm. Read a book. Read a book. It's, it's all, all there. It's I mean, honestly, yep. honestly, Aaron, like talk about somebody who just couldn't settle down, who just couldn't take a deep breath and t- like get a cup of tea and just relax. Just relax. No, he needed to have his hands in everything. Oh, my God. I'm like, get out of town. Take a vacation. (laughs) Get a hobby. Build a house. Plant a tree. Do anything. Just stop messing around with stuff. No, he's messing around. He's making trouble. Jeez Louise, Aaron. So, quote from Sarah Binder. In 1805, Vice President Aaron Burr was presiding over the Senate. Freshly indicted for the murder of Alexander Hamilton. Of course he was. He was always freshly indicted. So he's, you know, just killed Alexander Hamilton, and he offers advice to create a filibuster rule. Thank you, Aaron. And according to Sarah Bender, he said something like this, quote, you are a great deliberative body, but a truly great Senate would have a clear, cleaner rule book. Mm. Yours is a mess. Mm. You have lots of rules that do the same thing. Close quote. And then he like, and then she says he singles out the previous question motion, which we're going to talk about. So don't freak out. I'm I'm not freaking out. I'm just angry at Aaron. I know. She goes on to say that today we know that a simple majority in the House can use the rule to cut off debate. But in 1805, neither chamber used the rule that way. Majorities were still experimenting with it because it's a startup nation. Yep. Hello. And so when Aaron Burr said, get rid of the previous question motion, the Senate didn't think twice about it. So he was like, get, a, get don't do that. It's really dumb. Nobody uses it. <laughs> it why do we have this thing? Get rid of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought that so Alexander Hamilton is dead. Yeah. He is dead, warm in the ground. Yeah. And Aaron Burr is like, you know, in the Senate being like, do you want to know my advice? Yeah. <laughs> the epitome. Do you want to know my advice? Of a millennial man. A mess. A mess. Yes. I, yes, I am guilty of murder, but a mess. <laughs> mess, mess, mess. Was he later uh, guilty of treason? Oh, I think so, yeah. Like, your, what? Your rule book is a mess. Your rule book needs to be cleaner. Also, we're, cleaner. At a, we're at a point in the nation where we can worry about the cleanliness of our rule book. Right. But not that our vice president is a murderer. <laughs> murderer. Listen. Like, not, he didn't just, sh- it's not like he shot Alex in the leg, right? It's not like Alex lost the leg. No. That would have been a bummer. He murdered him. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton is dead. 
in a damn duel. I get, ugh, I don't know, y'all. I'm it's just like, fucking, it's it's boys. It is boys. It's boys. Women this would never do that. Country we was would... founded by boys and Benjamin Franklin, and that is it. <laughs> the only man of the bunch, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, who was good in the sack. <laughs> the rest, boys. Boys couldn't please a woman. Couldn't please a woman. Anyways, okay. Anyways, I just I'm so tired. Boys and Benjamin Franklin, a memoir by Lizzie Stewart. Oh my God, write it. We'll sell Uh, it. We'll market it. Merch coming soon. Yeah. (laughs) So the majorities and the houses were experimenting with this like previous question rule. So when Aaron Burr said get rid of the previous question motion, motion, the Senate didn't think twice. When they met in 1806, so when they came back after recess. The following year, they dropped the motion from the Senate rule book, but the House kept it. Right. And then paved the way for the filibuster right. in the Senate. Yeah. So it was the deletion of this previous question rule, which, again, don't freak out. We're going together. We're going together. That made the filibuster possible. It wasn't that the Senate was designed to have a filibuster and the House wasn't, yeah. which is also something that people think that, like, yeah. because we think of the Senate as this, like, great deliberative body. That sure. it was intentional that people should be able to get up and grandstand and read green, egg, green yeah. eggs and ham. And like, that's not yeah true at all. No, it's literally Aaron Burr being a dick. Truly with the blood of Alexander Hamilton dripping him. from his hands. Yeah. was like, unsolicited advice, take <laughs> it or leave it. Use what you want. But yeah. we could clean this up. We could clean this up. We could clean this up. Oh, Aaron. Tighten it, tighten it up. Aaron. Get to a quick 90. Quick 90. Quick 90. Shoop, shoop. Okay, so the filibuster has been a matter of debate for quite some time. In 1841, the Democratic minority wanted to block a bank bill promoted by Kentucky Senator Henry Clay, but he threatened to change Senate rules to allow the majority to close debate, which means they would have effectively silenced the minority. Ooh, Henry Clay. Okay. Missouri Senator Thomas Hart Benton rebuked Clay for trying to stifle the Senate's right to unlimited debate, and the filibuster has been a thing ever since. So just a quick little, like a yeah, moment nugget. of tension in yeah. 1841. They're like, hey, I'll take this away. I will I yeah. will turn this car around. Yeah. If you do not get your act together, I will turn this car around. And then they're like, okay, don't turn the car around. And they're like, I'm not going to turn the car around. Right. And we've been filibustering ever since. Ever since. Oh, no. Okay. It wasn't until 1917 that the Senate adopted Rule 22 at the urging of person I hate most in this world, President Woodrow Wilson, that allowed the Senate to end debate with a two-thirds majority vote, also known as cloture. Cloture? Cloture. cloture. I yeah. said that right. Yeah, you got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Somebody learned how to read. Don't, don't air clap. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> Producer Kate just air clapped me in a way... That was an attack. It was an affront. You could have just punched me in the face. You just, you just Aaron Bird me. I am Alexander Hamilton. You are Aaron Burr. I am dead in the ground. Okay. <laughs> I love when I it's argue producer with producer Kate, Kate who can't speak because then she'll be heard. <laughs> just sit there in silence. Okay. The new Senate rule was first put to test in 1919 when the Senate invoked cloture to end a filibuster against the Treaty of Versailles. Well, sure. But even with the new cloture rule, filibusters remained an effective means to block legislation since a two-thirds vote is difficult to obtain. Yep. And I mean, now it's impossible. Now it's impossible. Yeah. So then Sarah Binder, in her testimony, continues to say very smart things. 
Love her. Love her. She's great. And she says, quote, there were very few filibusters before the Civil War because one. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not I'm laughing. I'm just no, like, it's funny. I it's read like, of this course there like, were very few filibusters before the Civil War. Like what? Like anyways. It doesn't matter. Matter. One, because one, the Senate operated by majority rule. Senators expected matters would be brought to a vote. Oh like, can you imagine? Anathema Can you day. imagine if if things were brought to a vote? Crazy. I can't. It we is don't the live exact in that world. opposite is true now. Or think you assume it's not going anywhere. Right. Nothing is brought no. to a vote. Nobody's voting. Nobody is voting. <laughs> oh man. Two, that's one. That's yep. one. That thing that Sarah Bender said. So two. Quote, the Senate did not have a lot of work to do in those years. This is actual testimony. And I, know, I fucking but it's love true. this woman. It's I like, you know, her. it's bef- it's before the Civil War. We like it's basically like we built this thing and we're like, well, shoot. Yeah. I guess we just have to wait for it's like it's like when the when the Supreme Court, like day one of the Supreme Court, they were like, Okay, well, file go around the room <laughs> and we can say your name. Where are you from? Your horoscope sign? Okay, maybe maybe we'll do a little procedural stuff. Just kind of kind of loosen kinda up, up. Wet our whistles here. Yeah? Okay. Any wars? 1812? Great. That was that was fun. Short. But uh and against the British again, so we kind of know that. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. What about the roads? <laughs> Did anybody catch the the snow outside? Yeah. Well, also crazy. it's like you know they're they're meeting once every you know six months because yeah. that's how long it takes to get to DC. So so that's number two. <laughs> that's number two. So yeah, the Senate did not have a lot of work to do in those years. Sorry, so there was plenty of time to wait out the opposition. So if you were not happy like, with the bill before you, you I've could got just nothing but time. Sit back. Yeah. And three quote from Sarah Bender. Voting coalitions in the early Senate were not nearly as polarized as they would later become. No, because it's five dudes in the goat. It's the same people who like wrote all this shit. They were like, okay, I'll be a senator. Right. Well, it would be nice to like look at somebody across the way from you and be like, hey, when you wrote this thing, is that like, what you what meant? Did you mean? Or did you mean something else? And that guy could just be like, oh, nah, I meant this other thing. But I like, I like them being on like the opposite ends of the chamber. So it's like, hey, <laughs> John, hey, John, um, uh, Article three, section four. Yeah, yeah. Can you just was that supposed to be? Oh, oh, oh. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Okay, thanks, John. Thank you. God, that would have been so much easier. Like that's literally it. Yeah, that's it. So filibusters were were very useful to the Southern senators who wanted sure. to block civil rights legislation. Mm. So this is happening in like the sixties, nineteen sixties. They wanted to block civil rights legislation, including anti-lynching legislation. Yeah. Lovers that they are of people. Yeah. Until cloture was invoked after a 60-day filibuster against the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So they there was a lot of, we're going to talk about the famous one later when we go through the famous filibusters. But yeah. they're, yeah, they spent a lot of time talking about how they didn't think that black people were equal to white people and... They Reckon use with their, their history people time on the Senate floor to do that. Well, sure. Well, sure. And then in 1975, the Senate reduced the number of votes required for cloture from two thirds. So mm. from like 67 mm-hmm. to three fifths or 60 of the current 100 senators. Right. So now they need they need fewer because otherwise cause you nothing gets done anymore. Anyway, could you no. imagine if you needed 67 of these human beings? 
Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have no, a massive you, majority, which is almost impossible. Impossible. To now. Impossible. Yeah, so let's talk about ye old Senate procedure. Let's just talk about it. So in the Senate, filibustering, as we said, includes any use of obstructive tactics to block a measure by preventing it from coming to a vote. So acting up, lashing out, you're filibustering. In particular, a senator who seeks recognition usually has rights to the floor if no other senator is speaking. And then that senator may speak for as long as he or she or they wishes. Also, there is no motion by which a simple majority of the Senate can stop a debate and allow itself to vote in favor of an amendment, a bill, or a resolution, or most other debatable questions. So even if the people in the room are like, no, we want to... We want to vote for the thing. Mm-hmm. But the majority of us want to vote for the thing. Mm-hmm. They can't just stop it. Yeah. They have to let it go on. I love that. Yeah. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Most bills are potentially subject to at least two filibusters before a Senate votes on the final passage. First, a filibuster on a motion to proceed to the bill's consideration. And second, after the Senate agrees to this motion, a filibuster on the bill itself. Honestly, yeah. a so filibuster like, to talk about it and then a filibuster actually against it. Yep. Okay, guys. Yep. It's a little overkill. Senate rule. Oh, no. 22. Senate rule 22. You put the Roman numerals in there to trip me up. Okay. <laughs> Senate rule 22, however, also known as the cloture rule, enables senators to end a filibuster on any debatable matter the Senate is considering. 16 senators initiate this process by presenting a motion to end the debate. Six, even getting 16 people to do one thing is impossible. Impossible. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. In most circumstances, the Senate does not vote on this cloture motion until the second day of session after the motion is made. Then it requires the votes of at least three-fifths of all senators, normally 60 votes, to invoke cloture. So they like they bring the motion one day, and then it's not usually until like the, the next, next day, day, yeah, that they even consider it. Right. The primary effect of invoking cloture on most questions is to impose a maximum of thirty additional hours for considering that question. This thirty-hour period for consideration encompasses all time consumed by roll call votes, form calls, and other actions, as well as time used for debate. Under cloture, the only amendments senators can offer are ones that are germane and were submitted in writing before the cloture vote took place. Yep. So if you're on the Senate floor and you're filibustering a bill that's like, I don't know, bathroom protections, you know, gender bathroom protections, whatever, and you want to submit an amendment saying, okay, like gender People can use the bathrooms that they want, but they have to be labeled X, Y, and Z. You have to make sure that your amendment is filed before the cloture is invoked by the three-fifths of the senators. Just once Otherwise, the cloture happens. Then it's done. It's done. There's no more amendments. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Got it. Yeah. So that's a Senate. Pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. It's kind of like what you, it's, it is kind of what you think, like people can just get up and talk and. It's like Mr. Smith goes to Washington is like not far off from reality. It's a documentary. I've said it before. I'll say it again. And we should say that all of the stuff that Lizzie just read was from the Congressional Research Service written by Valerie Heitchen. Heitchen? 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 So sorry, Valerie. Heitchen? You're doing great work. And Richard Beth. 
So thanks for your work and contributions. The House procedure is different, like we've said, so they don't have a filibuster. They do have moments of debate, but they can move on pretty quickly from them. Yeah. So this is coming from the House Archives, the Committee on Rules, and then the Congressional, I know. Oh, I love the House Archives. Uh, You guys, fun website. Fun website. And then the Congressional Research Service, written by Christopher Davis, this uh, like document memo. So the only parliamentary device in the House used for both closing debate and preventing amendments is the prior question motion. So yeah, this is the let's thing been talk about. about prior question. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't know. I've never heard of prior question motion. Whoops, don't be mad. It literally just means the thing that we were talking about. Can we go back to talking about it? Love it. I can love when the name is the title. <laughs> I know. Can yeah. we consider a vote on the thing we were talking about? Brilliant. So the effect of adopting the previous question is to bring the pending pr- proposition or question to an immediate final vote. Okay. Right? So we've been talking about this, and then we moved on to something else. Now right. it's like, actually, prior question, I want to talk about that. And yeah. then we have to vote. And then we have to vote. Love it. So then the motion is most often made as a put like you could the motion is most often made at the conclusion of debate on a rule or a motion or piece of legislation prior to final passage. So like there's been some like you've proposed a piece of a piece of legislation or somebody's made a motion like I move that we recognize so and so to consider you know like some people they're like doing parliamentary procedure and then this motion would come like at the end close to the end of that so that you could make the motion to then have the final vote so Mm -hmm. they've done a lot of the business of Mm -hmm. talking about the bill and the business of house you know the house yeah so then a member might think about ordering the previous question in terms of answering the question this is so funny (laughs) really odd way to say that So somebody might say, is the House ready to vote on the bill or amendment before it? So like you're kind of like, we know we're talking about this thing. Are we ready to like vote on this thing that we're talking about? Are we all all assembled? The previous question motion is a non-debatable motion. So you can't like say, Madam Speaker, I whatever to close consideration and bring a pending matter to an immediate vote. If the motion is agreed to. By a majority vote, it is it generally cuts off further debate and prevents offering additional amendments or motions. So once the debate is closed, you can't say, wait, I want to tack on. No, I want to tack on. The th-. No. no, thank you, honey. None of that. The, the train has can't left the station. can't do that. You needed to do that Stand before. clear of the closing doors, please. Because we're bong. finally moving. We're moving. If the previous question is ordered on a debatable proposal before any debate has occurred... The proposal may be debated before the previous question is ordered for 40 minutes. So, like, if you bring up, if somebody says, I want to talk about this other thing, and somebody has brought up, like, a motion to debate the topic before any, and that debate hasn't happened, like, you can't then, like, skip the debate. You have to have the debate right. for, like, 40 minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. We have to talk about this. And then talk about this for 40 minutes as opposed to, like, 21 hours. Sure. Too many hours. Too many hours. When the House considers a special rule from the Rules Committee, the majority floor manager usually moves the previous question on the resolution when time for debate has been used up or has been yielded back. So they try not to cut that, yeah. like the debate off from like if you're making, if you're changing a rule in the Rules Committee. Right. And then if the motion fails, the speaker recognizes a member who opposed ordering the previous question to offer and debate an amendment. So if they've moved, if somebody says, Madam Speaker, I moved the previous question on whatever the bill is or whatever the the resolution is. If the motion fails, then the people who opposed ordering the ordering up that thing, ordering up the vote, they get to debate an amendment. They can offer an amendment. They get to debate an amendment. 
After debate on the amendment, the member who proposed it typically moves the pre the previous question on the resolution and and the amendment to it. So like you start tacking stuff on. So right. Like, right. If you order, if you it's an say, amendment tree. Yeah, it's like it becomes an amendment tree. Yeah. So like we said, so like a member, if you were if you wanted to go back to the previous question motion, you would say, Madam Speaker, I move the previous question on, and, and then, then we would say begin. the bill. And then you could vote. Then you could vote. So oh. it's very simple in the House. Is it? I, I like think so. I mean, like, I mean, maybe not simple as another. It seems to be. It's just faster. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely feels right. Yeah. Because there's actually, but there's actually like rules. Because <laughs> there's rules to follow. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the Senate's like, it's so wild, wild. Yeah. I was waiting for the moment when you would do You know, that. I love my whistly issues. Yeah. Yeah, on the Senate floor or anything possible with a filibuster. <laughs> okay. Okay. On that okay. note, let's talk about famous filibuster moments other than Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Which is not real. Okay, stop talking about it, Lizzie. Okay, <laughs> okay. On March 4th, 1917. Okay, year of Woodrow Wilson. Okay, Robert La... Stop it. Robert La Follette? La Follette. Oh, come on. Robert La Follette was an anti-war Republican from Wisconsin. <laughs> Sorry. I'm an anti-war Republican from Wisconsin. What a, what a phrase. He orchestrated a joint filibuster divided between a dozen sympathetic senators, which began on March 3rd and stretched into the next day, incensing their colleagues. At one point, La Follette lost his temper and had to be physically restrained from hurling a brass spittoon at Arkansas's Joseph Robinson. How fun. I know. How fun. What's they a spittoon? So angry. I don't know. We have to look it up and post a picture of Guys, a spittoon. Guys, what's a spittoon? We're going to look at what a spittoon is. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, producer Kate's giving me a motion of spitting. Oh, oh, it's the pot that they spit in. Oh, gross. Yeah. According to dictionary.com, a metal or earthen or earthenware mm -hmm. pot typically having a funnel-shaped top used for spitting into. Ew. Men are disgusting. Disgusting. So, why you can't you... swallow your spit? Why do you need You can't spit? swallow the spit. Oh, my God. Producer Kate says it's a dip. Well, you know what? When I dip, you dip, we dip. And that is the end of it. <laughs> but the, what, do we? But there's so much spit on the streets. Do we think everybody is dipping? No. I mean, no, men do. Like, well, like, there's this, like, thing where they're, and yeah. then they spit. Like, that is some something that they are taught to do. And I just want to say, knock it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just swallow it. Just right. swallow the spit. Why do you need to spit it? Why? Someone call me. You guys. It, right. If you're doing tobacco, if you're doing dip, I get it. You got to spit it out. You can't swallow it. You're going to die either way. But if you. This is true. If you're just spitting your spit. For who? For who? Not for me. Not for me. Certainly not for you. There's no reason why you have to spit that out. Mm -mm. Man. Oh, man. Anyways. So that's that's March 4th, 1917. So then on June 12th, 1935, there was a moment oh, where no. <laughs> Huey Long said I he was filibustering June 12th, 1935. And during his filibuster, he said, I have prepared recipes for many celebrated Louisiana dishes. People up in this part of the country never have learned to fry oysters as well as we have down our way. Let me tell you something. I was My being, accent I was, is fantastic. It's great. I Born in Louisiana, I am truly heading to Louisiana in four days. 
fried oysters are amazing. They're so good. Louisiana cooking is so good. It's so good. Huey knows what he's mm-hmm. talking about. Celebrated Louisiana dishes are the glue of this nation. <laughs> Huey Long would agree with Quote you. Me. So dreading the possibility that his political rivals might land lucrative New Deal jobs, the Democrat prattled on well into the next day, providing detailed instructions for cooking Gulf Coast delicacies yes. in the process. His filibuster ended when he had to go to the bathroom. Huey! I know. You didn't think about this, Huey? Be in the spittoon! Be in the spittoon. We should say this is all coming from Mark Mancini at Mental Floss. This love. is all from a Mental Floss article. Love. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would love to know what dishes he would what his recipes were yep but let's try them okay on august 28 1957 the longest filibuster in the history of the united states senate was delivered by then democrat storm thurmond strom fuck (laughs) storm i love that man okay Strom Thurmond of South Carolina. Are we surprised? Of course not. He opposed the Civil Rights Bill of 1957. Following a 1 a.m. trickery procedural procedural maneuver that allowed Thurmond to take a bathroom break. What? I know. I know. Bullshit. Pee on the floor. Like your predecessors or go to the bathroom like Huey. Or just end your fucking filibuster. Quote, his staff had an intern hold a bucket inside a nearby cloakroom so Thurmond could urinate if necessary while keeping one foot on the Senate floor. Okay, I do not agree with this person at all. He's trash. That is kind of funny. Kind of. I'm I'm sort of like, okay. <laughs> if I'm in there just like keeping track and I see him like struggling to pee in a bucket with one foot in the floor, I'm just yeah. sort of like okay, fine. Like sure, you found the loophole, you're going to pee in a bucket, whatever. The bill passed anyway, but Thurman's technique was imitated during a St. Louis City uh, Hall filibuster in 2001. When nature called mid-filibuster, Alderwoman? Yep. Alderwoman? Yep. Okay. Alderwoman Irene Smith's assistants covered her with a sheet as she peed into a garbage can. Great. I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. Your Arden's note was gross. This is just gross. And I'm over here like, yeah, fucking pee. Pee on the floor. I recently had to pop a squat. I went hiking upstate and I had to pop a squat in the forest and it was hard enough in the forest. It's very hard in the forest. It was hard enough in the forest. But I'm just like, okay, if you're going to pee, if you're going to pee in a garbage can with a sheet over you and you're, I'm like, all right, let's go. Do you think she had to talk the whole time while she was doing yeah, it? Yeah. I'm why? Yeah. That's I the rule. That. I, that it was hard. enough. it would be hard enough to squat and pee into a garbage can. Hey. Even harder to squat and pee in a garbage can in front of other human beings. I wonder if it was like a small tr- can that she like straddled. Oh, maybe. You know, so it's less of a squat and more we're just straddling over it and maybe like lowering down slightly. I don't know. I, don't know, but I would I would get a lot of pee in my boots if that was me. I, but look, I'd, be, I'd, I'd just fucking pee my pants. I mean, what are, what are we doing here? Like, you want to feel better? And I, if I believe in something, I'll pee myself for sure. I don't know that I could. Oh, I definitely could. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I could just let that go. Like, I, I don't got tension. I don't know that I could pee myself intentionally. I mean, when you really have I to mean, go. I mean, if I really had to go. Like, there have really been times go, I'm I like, guess. I could just pee myself. Yeah. And that would be fine. <laughs> that would be fine. That's funny. Okay. 
Next one. Okay. October 17th, 1986. Delphonse Delmato, Republican from New York, nearly broke Thurman's record while stalling a military appropriations bill. Struggling to fill 23 and a half hours of speaking time, he resorted to reading aloud from the District of Columbia telephone book, which right. is where like the filibuster with the telephone book thing comes from. Yeah. Right. Yep. October 5th, 1992. Six years later, D'Amato was at it again. Oh, my goodness. And chose to break out into song when he took to the floor to denounce a proposed ta- tax plan. Okay, this is Broadway. This only lasted 15 hours and 14 minutes. At that time, the House adjourned for the year, and the tax bill that the filibuster was targeting died. But an eye-opening digression came when... Did I say that right? Digression, yes, Mm -hmm. came when the Republicans began singing South of the Border, Down Mexico Way to satirize the outsourcing of American jobs. We've got to stop singing (laughs) in Congress. I ask you, please, to stop singing. Yeah. All right. Bring us home. Okay. This one is the most recent one in a filibuster of note, I guess, and something that people will probably remember. Technically not a filibuster because it had no procedural impact on the vote that was at hand. But seven, September 25th, 2013, Texas Republican Ted Cruz made headlines when he read Green Eggs and Ham during his 21-hour critique of the Affordable Health Care like, Act. I, this is the most Ted Cruz thing you could ever do, which yeah. is take up a lot of time to have no impact. No impact. That he, is, I mean, that is that Ted Cruz is to a T. Is like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to just fill it. I'm going to take up space. And it's going to accomplish nothing. Yeah. Anyways, guys, that was us filibustering along this episode today. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm interested to see. We're seeing a lot of people talking about getting rid of the filibuster. Yeah. That's a big thing that's being talked about right now. So we'll see how that goes. Are you pro it? Are you against it? I don't know. You make your choice. But in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us. You can review us. You can hashtag subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.